No one ever tells you this when you get stuck, but it's actually possible to over-focus on finding the right answer. Like, what am I supposed to do next? We can find ourselves searching, watching what everyone else has done. But the truth is, before you can get to that answer, you need to back up and look for the right question. Coming up next on the Successful Women Think Differently podcast, I am sharing my favorite coaching questions to get you unstuck. Whenever you're trying to figure out how to handle just about anything you're faced with. If you've landed here on this podcast, then I already know two things about you. One, you've probably already accomplished amazing things. And two, you're interested in learning more about improving your personal level of success. This is the Successful Women Think Differently podcast, and I'm your host, Valerie Burton. I'm a personal and executive coach, best-selling author of more than a dozen books, and founder of the Coaching and Positive Psychology Institute. Are you ready to close the gap between where you are now and where you really want to be? Then let's dive into today's episode. So last episode, I was talking about why questions are better than answers. And in this episode, I want to share some of my absolute favorite coaching questions and The thing that's brought this on is we are preparing for our next coach training intensive. We've been doing these three-day live events for 13 years now. Thousands of coaches have been through our coach training program, and many of them aren't just coaches. Many of them are people who just wanted to gain the coaching skills that lead to better resilience, help them to be better leaders, and add more value in their roles in their profession. But, you know, I'm a personal and executive coach, and I'm really, really passionate about teaching people about the power of coaching and how it can help us to be more resilient. And one of the primary tools of effective coaching is powerful questions. I often call them PQs. (laughs) And so I'm going to share just a few of them that I think are super powerful. You know, a lot of times when we get stuck, we search for answers. And it's wise to look for answers because you want to find your way out of whatever that stuckness is, but there's an approach that can help you get the answers, not only more quickly, but to actually get answers that are more authentic and tap into the bigger picture of what your situation might be trying to reveal sometimes uh, can lead to you seeing the bigger picture of what really is unfolding, um, to look beneath the surface, to find opportunities that you might not otherwise see, and even to see the uniqueness of your situation. Because often there is something there. And if we just look for answers everyone else uh, has used in the same situation, sometimes we're missing out on what that situation might actually be offering us. When we are in circumstances where maybe it's not our own dilemma, but we're looking at something for maybe it's the organization that we work for, maybe it is um, just talking to a friend or a loved one or one of our kids. And in helping them, we can be tempted to just give our advice based on basically what we've done before. But When you step back and you recognize that sometimes others need you to give them the space to ponder their own wisdom, 
right? You become a conduit for that when you ask questions and don't readily just advise. Here's what I think you should do. Here's what I did in this situation. Because truthfully, you're not in exactly or you haven't been in exactly the same situation that they are in. They have wisdom too. When you're leading other people and you have the opportunity to really challenge them to come up with the answers, what you're really doing is developing their thinking skills and their leadership ability and developing a sense of confidence in them. This is true when you're leading people in any capacity, whether at work or at home. And so the power of questions cannot be underestimated, whether we are using those to coach others or we're using them to coach ourselves. All right. So let me get to these questions that I have found uh, to be some of my favorites because not only have they gotten me unstuck, but I have watched these questions get others unstuck again and again and again. Well, here's the thing. I have found that questions often increase our motivation, our sense of ownership of the answer, because when you ask a question and you dig deep and you come up with your answer, you own that answer. And so it is really powerful when you just create the space a little quiet to just kind of ponder. You sometimes don't have the answer to the question right away, but it is getting you thinking and moving in the right direction and considering options that maybe you haven't considered before, all right? So one of my absolute favorite questions, and there's two variations of this, so I'll give you both. The first one is, what do you want? What do you want? That is perhaps the simplest question, but it's powerful because it is simple. And because oftentimes we just get off track when we're dealing with a problem, a challenge, something that has us stuck, we can lose sight of basically the vision of what we actually want out of this situation. So I'll give you an example. Um, oftentimes over the years as I've coached people, they might be dealing with a situation in a relationship and they're frustrated. They're frustrated at what the other person is doing or not doing. Um, they are frustrated at what they're giving compared to what the other person is giving. They're frustrated with perhaps a particular behavior or a boundary that's not being honored. And so they just keep focusing on what the other person needs to change and as they continue to focus on the obstacle, that obstacle feels bigger and bigger and bigger. And the emotion that they feel, especially if it's negative emotion, gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And the questions become things like, why are they always like this? And then they start thinking about all the other examples of when this person has done this similar thing. Are you there? <laughs> Is there somebody you might have in mind right now that maybe they're aggravating or frustrating you? When you ask, what do you want? What is, what is that vision of the relationship? It actually causes you, rather than to keep focusing on the obstacle and what's going wrong, to look at the bigger picture of what you want for that relationship. Is it that you want peace in that relationship? That you want joy in that relationship? That you want perseverance in that relationship. If you look at that bigger picture, it will shift the answer that you come up with. 
Because rather than focusing on the thing right in front of you, you can focus on the bigger picture of what you're wanting it to look like. And that will actually dictate what your next steps ought to be. Even if in answering that question, you say something like, what I want is for my boundaries to be honored. And then you start thinking, what would that take? If you realize that the other person is never going to honor those boundaries, that's information that's very valuable that will actually govern what you should do next because if the issue at hand isn't just this particular boundary, but it is the fact that they just won't honor any of them, that's a very different answer than if you have not communicated a boundary and it's someone who actually might honor it if you would communicate it. So if you stay laser focused on your frustration and your aggravation, the answer looks very different than if you kind of pan out to the bigger picture. What is it that you want? What do you want for this relationship? A very similar question, depending on your dilemma, is what's the vision? So you may be working on a project and trying to figure out what your next steps ought to be. But a better question to start with is what is the bigger vision? What are you trying to accomplish by engaging in this project in the first place? So if you are working on something and it feels really hard, and maybe you're starting to just feel really stretched and even doubting whether or not you should keep moving ahead. If you ask the question, what's the vision here? You may find that it will be worth it to push through for the period of time that you need to push through because that vision is a very powerful one. Often when I have coached um, entrepreneurs, business executives, those who are running a company, and things have gotten hard. Maybe there's even a bit of overwhelm in the midst of it. In asking what's the bigger vision, answers emerge. Oh, the bigger vision is where we're trying to go as a company. Maybe I'm working on something and it's going to build more of that passive revenue. I'm looking to that because what I'm really trying to build is time wealth. And if I push through on creating these these assets, these intellectual assets, and I'm going to be able to build up more time wealth. I'll put in the time on the front end, but on the back end, I'm going to be able to enjoy the fruits of my labor. That provides inspiration to keep going. But if you ask what's the vision, and the vision that comes to you simply doesn't, it doesn't add up, it isn't worth what you're going through, you get a different answer. And that answer might be, huh, this isn't lined up with my values and with, with what my authentic goals are. And that's the answer you need there. So asking what do you want or what's the vision is powerful because it pulls you out to look at the bigger picture. Here is another of my favorite uh, coaching questions that I want you to put in your toolbox. And it's when you are dealing with something that you know, sometimes you're dealing with situations and it's causing you uh, maybe to just be tempted to act out of character. Maybe you're dealing with somebody who just pushes buttons for you. Or maybe you are in a situation where you're not showing up with the kind of excellence you want to show up with. Um, you aren't doing things in a way that really is representing who you are, who you want to be. 
The question is this, how do you want to show up in this situation? And really what you're asking here is what would make you proud looking back at how you're handling the situation? This question brings you back to your own values. It brings you back to the inspiration of who you want to be, how you want uh, to impact others. Um, When I say what your values are, like how do you want other people to feel as a result of crossing paths with you? Do you want them to always feel respected and a sense of kindness? Um, Do you want them to be better having crossed paths with you? Hopefully the answer is yes. (laughs) And so when we are in those moments, when we feel tempted to not be at our best, this question is especially powerful in those um, instances. And then sometimes we've just, you know, you can get worn out. And so asking, how do I want to show up might lead you to say, I want to show up refreshed. I want to show up energized. And then you follow up with, okay, so what would I have to do to show up that way? Maybe it means you're going to cancel some appointments so you can get some rest because this other thing is really important. And in setting your priorities, you're able to rearrange your schedule so that you can show up the way you want to show up. Maybe you're doing way too much, you're squeezing too much in, and you're going to have to cancel some commitments or at least postpone them because the way you want to show up will require it. It might even tell you that there's money you need to invest in helping you show up in the way you want to show up. When you answer that question, you get clarity about why it would be worth it to spend that money or rather to invest that money so you can show up the way you want to show up. So how do you want to show up in this situation? Sometimes it's a conversation and you want to identify how you want to show up. Again, these questions are powerful questions that really go beneath the surface, right, of the standard answers and make your answers particularly meaningful because they're provoking thought around your values, around who you are, around what matters most to you. And that ends up guiding your answers. You can walk forward in confidence that the way you are showing up and the answers you are are finding are answers that feel right, answers that allow you to stand fully in who you are and what you represent. Now, here's the last one I'm going to share, right? And this is probably my favorite resilience question, one of them anyway. (laughs) I'm always thinking, oh, no, it's this one, it's that one. But this is one of my absolute favorites that I've used over and over and over again. Um, When you're dealing with a challenge, when you're navigating obstacles, problems, and you're just just focused in on that challenge, you're focused in on, on the roadblock. And really all you're seeing is that this is the question. What's the opportunity in the challenge? It's the opportunity. And I want you to think about the challenge you're dealing with right now, or maybe there's someone who would really benefit from you asking them this question because of a challenge they're dealing with. What's the opportunity in the challenge? Now, I know sometimes this question can seem ridiculous when the challenge is especially unfortunate. But I have found that even in 
those circumstances, there still is often an opportunity. It, it might not be an opportunity that you would, you know, you would ask for that challenge to come along so that you could have the opportunity. But since the challenge is there, there's still an opportunity in it. And so when you ask what's the opportunity in the challenge, what you begin seeing, number one, is what you have some control over, right? You begin seeing how you can grow through what you're going through. Let's say that again. You begin seeing how you can grow through what you are going through. And so nothing's wasted. And oftentimes it is in that sense of growth that we realize that there was meaning in the midst of messy things. And even though we might not have chosen the messy things, we've gotten everything we possibly could out of it and finding the opportunity in it. So maybe it's something going on at work and there's an opportunity for you to learn. There's an opportunity for, for you to lead where you haven't led before. It could be something personally. There is a skill for you to learn. There is a way for you to stretch out of your comfort zone. There is a thing that has been elusive for you, and now you have a chance to practice it. Maybe it is contentment. Maybe it is patience. Maybe it is finding joy in the journey. Maybe it's a chance to spend time in that relationship that needs a bit of healing. I don't know what it is for you, but this is a powerful, powerful question. So those are the ones I wanted to share because those are my favorites, at least right now. <laughs> those are some of my absolute favorite coaching questions. What do you want? Very important question. And, and by the way, that's a really important question when you find yourself stuck and really stuck ruminating on what's wrong and complaining a lot. Pause, ask yourself, what do you want? What's the vision? What's the bigger picture here that I should be looking at? Because when I stare at that obstacle and I focus on the obstacle, that obstacle oftentimes feels bigger than it needs to. When I look up at my vision, I put the obstacle into perspective. How do you want to show up? Another great question, whether it's for you or for someone that you have the opportunity to coach or um, you know help through a challenge. And then lastly, what is the opportunity in the challenge. You know, I talk so much about questions. I ask questions all the time in large part because, uh, because of my coaching. And like I said earlier, if you've ever thought about coaching, if you've ever thought about adding that to your skill set as a leader, as a professional, or you have considered, hey, maybe I, maybe I do want uh, to change career paths, or I do want to pursue this passion I have around personal growth and development, check out the Coach Training Intensive. The next one's coming up December 2nd through the 4th. We have them every quarter uh, in the Coaching and Positive Psychology Institute, or CAP Institute as we call it, and you can check it out at capinstitute.com. But until then, I want you to just coach yourself and coach others. Try these favorite questions out on people in your own life. Perhaps it's uh, in a meeting, in a review, in uh, a, just a quiet time with yourself. And notice how asking the right questions can actually get you the answers you need. So 
Remember this, how far you go is largely determined by how much you are willing to grow. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Successful Women Think Differently podcast. I'll talk to you next time. Thank you so much for listening. My goal with this podcast is to give you bite-sized strategies to help you close the gap between where you are and where you really want to be. But if you're looking for some more in-depth help, then I invite you to join us in the Successful Women's Academy. Each month in SWA, I give you the tools you need to coach yourself to conquer the fears, habits, and distractions that threaten to get in the way of your biggest dreams, sabotage your joy, and keep you from being the best version of yourself. You can find out more by visiting ValerieBurton.com forward slash SWA. I'll see you in the next episode of the Successful Women Think Differently podcast. Podcast.